So hi, welcome to the Good Noise Podcast with Crowned in Chains. Uh, we're going to ask them some questions today. I'm going to start. So what inspired you guys to start the band, and what does the band name mean? That's a great question. Um, honestly, it started kind of, we just wanted to jam together. <laughs> it was, it was um, <laughs> me and Jacob who'd been um, doing music for our church for, I think, three years or four years together. And then Tyler and his brother Ian moved out, and we just wanted to get to know him better. So we're like, hey, do you guys want to jam? And um, I think our first jam session, we wrote two of the songs that are on our first album. Like, it just sort of happened. <laughs> okay. So it was, like, very uh, natural then. Yeah. Was, you did not mention how, how long it took us to determine a name. So we actually didn't start off with the name Crown and Chains. Oh. So, yeah, we started off with a name called Beyond the Broken. Oh. Um, and, okay. And so we loved the name. <laughs> but then, then we got DM from uh, this other band who hadn't existed for like five years and their name was beyond the broken and they were uh, threatening to uh, sue us if we what? didn't name the name oh my god <laughs> yeah, i love so, how edgy these names are though yeah, yeah. right <laughs> like totally angsty both of them yeah. All right, that was so frustrating because we, that was, we that were was like cool. we just distributed like our demo ep to everyone under that name Aww. we just started doing everything and then we just had this email that's like hey we're called beyond the broken and uh we're gonna sue you and it was like this like just like zero to a hundred super fast and we're like whoa we're, <laughs> yeah, we're good were they, are they like a decent size or were they yeah, another they local band it uh, didn't seem like they were i don't even think they exist anymore oh when we checked their socials like this was two years ago yeah when we checked their socials they hadn't done anything since 2012 i think yeah. 2012 yeah i know right <laughs> wait so what are they protect okay that's yeah they gotta protect their five monthly listeners on spotify that's yeah, exactly they, they can't have that overlap they're on mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah so the we landed on the name crown and chains after shoot i think we spent two months oh, like in an yeah. existential crisis because we didn't know what to do and uh we ended up landing on crown and chains um our we we'd written a lot of our album at that point and our our big track was king suffering um and so we definitely wanted to bring in that sort of that king metaphor in mm-hmm. and um we also got super inspired by a bible passage james 1 12 which said um so i'm gonna paraphrase it but it basically says if you persevere through trials you'll receive the crown of righteousness mm-hmm. um so essentially it's the idea of crowned in chains is you're when you're a slave to a certain I- ideology or a slave to a certain path um, or you're, you allow yourself to submit to um, of something beyond yourselves, a power beyond yourselves or a mission beyond yourselves, then mm-hmm. uh, there's a reward for that. Um, and that's kind of the key to getting through the tough times that we go through. That's kind of tight. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That's really tight. <laughs> that's really cool. You know, okay. We have done a lot of these interviews and not a single person has said they were threatened to get sued over their yeah. over band name. <laughs> so oh wait. Awesome. We're your first. Yeah. <laughs> memorable. How do we could uh, fill that for you? Yeah, Gloria and I would be like, yo, you remember the band that was like, we almost got sued over our band sued. name. <laughs> and I was like, I, I was 16 or 17, and I had an email that said, we're going to sue you. I was like, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> hands up. We'll, we'll change it. I promise. You have no what's going on right now. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Well, glad that didn't happen. Crown and Chains, yeah. even better. So, all right. So, 
you guys have released a couple singles this year. How do you feel about the response to them so far? Um, I think that, yeah, I, I think the response has been extremely positive. Um, I think uh, just because we're going into this new phase um, mm. as we're preparing for a, uh, a second, I got almost not a second coming, that doesn't sound right, but like a second <laughs> album, I guess. <laughs> we're, 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 we're not, <laughs> um, but we have, uh, we're try really trying to push, this is a really, um, we're very excited about this next phase and where we're going with it. Um, it's an incredible storyline that's come right out of the head of uh, this blondie uh, over here. Um, so he, uh, he has some crazy ideas, um, but to be able to play them out. Um, so Hourglass was the first one that we released uh, this year, which was a lot of fun to write, um, especially, I don't know if you noticed, but um, half, exactly halfway through the song, if you, if you listen to it, it everything starts playing backwards. And so that was tricky. That was really hard. I, I, can I just say, he, he said it was really fun to write. When I pitched that idea to the band, no one said, oh, that sounds fun. Like, oh. What I said was, because it started with, yeah, so the, it hits the center of the song and then the lyrics go in reverse. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, it'd be really cool if some of the melodies went in reverse too. And so we started mm -hmm. with this, like an oh, oh that goes oh. Um, down the first time, oh, and then the second one goes, oh. And then I was like, wait, what if you did the keyboard riff backwards? And I was oh like, hey, Tyler, remember that riff you spent forever on, on your guitar? What if you did that backwards? Hey, Aaron, that bass line, what if you did that backwards? And so I really, I w I'm glad that we have this recording so I can come back and hear Tyler say that he thought it was fun. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I didn't get that from you when we wrote it. Backwards, which was very tricky because um, it was a hard riff. It was the hardest riff that I came up with at that time. And then to play that same thing backwards was even trickier. Um, but definitely challenging. And then mm -hmm. uh, with King Suffering, that part, part two that just released, um, we are... Uh, that's that's a big that's a big game changer for where we're mm -hmm. headed. Yeah, um, so it's really really exciting. All right, solid. I yeah. uh, I also want to ask you guys about the stripped down and alternative version of uh, songs you have out already. Uh, were those just quarantine projects? What was the idea behind those? So we actually um, we recorded King Suffering stripped before all this happened. Hmm. As um, basically, it was just to fill space because we. We really wanted to level up our sound, which meant leveling up our financials, which meant more time between what we released. We were pretty small and we're very broke. And so we had to be strategic <laughs> about how do we fundraise for the studio and how do we keep people's interest in between. Yeah. And so that was the original vision. It was actually gonna be five of those. Um, and then the quarantine made it really hard to get those done because we were distancing from each other. We weren't seeing each other for a long time. Um, and so the first one was me and Jacob together um, working on that and then the second one the moving on was all Jacob because that was right after quarantine and um, he wrote the original song moving on on his own anyway so we said hey we can't do anything as a band but this is a crown and chain song that you wrote you can just take it and uh, mess around with production and self-record and all that for the sake of content so he did some pretty cool stuff with that that version yeah. That's a, he did some pretty sick pretty sick stuff on that especially on that bridge the bridge awesome. yeah it's it's cool that 
Also, when he recorded it, he couldn't find a pick, so he just had his credit card. He's like, oh, that's, that's oh my God. credit card and guitar. <laughs> you guys have got a lot of interesting stories. Getting sued yeah. using credit cards as guitar picks. I love it. What else do you have? Oh, uh, there was a time that I was puking in a car ride with these guys. There was wow. Nice. Did that inspire a song? A sound guy on stage in front of all our fans. We have, oh. We could go for hours. If you oh, want. my God. All right. <laughs> um... So can you tell me a little bit a little bit about your writing process for these couple of singles we just talked about? Yeah, so I um so I do all of the lyrics. Um and for me lyrically it, it always comes from a place of genuine emotion. If I'm not feeling something, I'm not gonna write about it. That feels mm -hmm. fake. I feel like a lot of people, especially lately, just kinda write let's write a catchy just something that sounds good, something that'll make people happy. And realistically, there's a lot of people who aren't happy. And um, especially I've struggled with depression for eight years and anxiety for two or three years, and I'm often not happy. And so let's be real about that. But also it comes from um, this fictional story that we've kind of built um, with King Suffering, who's this um, sort of cult leader almost, and then everyone else who's considered the peasantry if they've kind of escaped them. And he's basically feeding off of people's pain kind of what this story revolves around and so lyrically it's a lot of i'd feel an emotion and i'd just write what i felt within the bounds of that story and kind of see where it took me and so with these singles this whole project we're working on right now um is called part two or hourglass either one of those for the album mm -hmm. and i wrote it all two years ago lyrically wow um, it's really cool to finally have them releasing um just because it's it's started literally on a beach in Santa Cruz two years ago. And now it's like, I, I like got emotional last week with the King suffering part two release. I was like, I, that's finally just out. <laughs> like, like yeah. I can hear it. Um, and so I'll take those lyrics and um, me and Jacob will sit down our other vocalist. He does all the, the melodic composition and stuff too. And um, usually the way it goes is he's like, give me three words to describe what you're hearing in your head. Um, and so for, for the newest track, for example, King suffering part two, I said very ethereal, um, very um, like empty almost like I wanted a hollowness under it mm -hmm. um, and then for that last part I said um, very um, dark hip-hop and I gave him Kendrick Lamar's the the Black Panther title song for the Black Panther album I said mm -hmm. something with the way he twists the piano in that first song on the album was nuts mm -hmm. so I, I basically gave him that bass line and then we just worked from there and then once we have the scratch, we just take it to Tyler, let him write his riffs over it and kind of push forward. But we also write a lot in the studio. We try to leave space for whatever studio engineer or producer we're working with to kind of, while we're tracking the song, give us ideas and we'll hear stuff in the studio. Like the weird whisper stuff is almost always spontaneous. I'm like, <laughs> I had a weird idea. Let's just be creepy for a minute. <laughs> and then it's like, hey, it worked. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Oh my God, it sounded I cool. Like it happens in the studio a lot. Solid. All right. So where's your headspace while creating those singles? Um, for both of these lyrically, it was, I mean, really this whole album that we're working on, um, I've, all, I've been describing it to people as like, as like meeting a, a familiar friend who you haven't seen in a long time, but um, it's also like, it's the opposite of that almost. It's like you're meeting this, this it, there's like a comfort to it, but there's also a, um, it's like not someone you want to meet. And so in terms of what I was going through when I wrote it, um, it was my second time in my life experiencing um, suicidal ideation and thoughts of suicide. 
And um, it was it was something I thought I'd beaten. I'd still battled depression, but I'd never hadn't thought about taking my own life in years. And um, suddenly this this thing I thought I'd gotten rid of that I'd killed was at the forefront of my mind again. And uh, a lot of what you hear in the two new singles and a lot of what's coming is me wrestling with what does that mean for me? Um, you know, this thing that I thought I wouldn't have to to wrestle with, to struggle with. What does it mean that it's it's all over the place again? Um, that is kind of calling the shots. Okay. So. All right. I I don't know what to say to that. It was very Man. heavy. So. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We'll go there yeah. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You're good. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, so what band or artist influences do you think you can hear on these couple of singles on a much lighter note? Yeah. Singles? Yeah. A lot. <laughs> Definitely a lot. Yes. I mean, there has, I mean, there's Colony House. Like, I love all genres. Me and Daniel, we're huge music geeks. Um, we're literally on Friday mornings, we're texting each other and saying each other songs. Like, did you hear to us what just came out and stuff? <laughs> so, literally everything, every genre, um, from metal to rock to rap to, um, pop and R&B and um, so I think on these two singles uh, oh man that's really hard I bet we have we love a band called Colony House they're yeah. a huge um, huge band who have uh, played an impact at least in my life uh, for sure I definitely um, base a lot of my guitar style off of Scotty Mills he's their guitarist um, awesome guitarist um, these two tracks were a lot heavier too um, at least with Hourglass. Hourglass was a lot heavier. Um, so I think we're looking to do something, at least I, I was, guitar-wise. Um, I was thinking um, almost like, I don't know if this would make sense, but Disturbed has released some acoustic songs. Mm -hmm. um, if you ever listened to Disturbed? Um, and so I was trying to kind of base my electric riffs off of their acoustic styles okay just because they are they leave a lot of space um but in the same time they also fill that space with emptiness if that makes sense mm -hmm. yeah i get it i get it so i think yeah, a lot of our influence too with these ones was um 21 pilots is always a big one mm -hmm. um billy eilish especially for the most recent one just the way that she does pop without mm -hmm. doing pop is so interesting to me. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's a genius. Honestly, I don't honestly listen to her much. It's a little out of my my style most of the time. But the way that she she's definitely a genius for how she tackles um, the music industry. And so we tried to adopt some of that. Missio, a ton mm -hmm. of Missio lately. Um, but yeah, I, I think a lot of Red, too. I don't know if you know the band Red. Red. Okay. Hard rock metal yeah. band. Um, and so we take some of their, they do a lot of cool stuff using strings with, with the rock genre. Mm -hmm. We've been trying to adopt a lot of that too. Um, King Suffering Part 2 specifically, I made everyone in the band listen to the Death Stranding album, the video game that released on PS4. Uh -huh. I made everyone listen to the album that released with it because it hit, I've never heard songs that hit such a weird vibe. And I was like, that's exactly what I want to go for is that weird ethereal uncomfortable but somehow you like it type feeling yeah. yeah yeah okay wow that's so cool so uh i want you to describe your music off the top of your head for new listeners 
in three words. You kind of already did it, but I want you to do it again. <laughs> With different <laughs> words. Different words. Okay. Um... Off the top of your head as fast as you can. <laughs> Mind-bending. Mm-hmm. Um, powerful. Mm-hmm. And uh, human. Human. Ooh. Okay. I've never gotten a human. I like that one. Those are good. Mm-hmm. I would say um, unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, raw. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess real. Real. Okay. Solid. I like those. You yeah. guys are good at this. God. All right. Um, so is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while listening through your discography? Um, all of them. Okay. <laughs> we kind of, we kind of, we, we really don't want to, we, we kind of all bets are off when we play, you know, we, if you listen to that first album, you start with a love song and you go immediately into an angry breakup song with no hesitation. <laughs> like it just snaps you in. And so I really, I think overall, I would love for the dark songs to help people express what they need to let out. I can think of a lot of times singing sad lyrics helped me realize what I was feeling. Mm. So I want, I want, the darkness to be expressed, but I want the hope to be discovered and sought after at the same time, if that makes sense. I kind of want them to find a place to figure out what they're feeling, to let it out, and then to cling to something they need to feel afterwards, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Man, okay. So is that the same for you, Tyler? Uh, Yeah, I think (laughs) our music is, it's, it's always so hard for me to describe how we, because we want to really change the way people think about music. Um, mm-hmm. It's, we, we always call it, people always ask what kind of genre we, band we are. We, we just tell them mixed genre. Mm-hmm. Um, or if they don't really understand what that is, we just tell them alternative. Um, yeah. Just because there's so many unique features and so much detail that we put into our music. I mean, Daniel's lyrics are so in depth. And then my goal, as the lead guitarist is to try to almost mimic that storyline through the guitar. Mm. Um, I want to make people feel a sense of urgency, power, and um, compatibility, mm. um, all in order to form this storyline that melds with uh, the storyline of the guitar and of Daniel's lyrics. Um, and so I think that's a big thing that I'm hoping listeners are able to notice and hope they're able to feel is, uh, just like Daniel was saying, all the emotions. Um, I think that's just because it's, it's real. I think that's what music should be. Um, music shouldn't always be this pop and happiness Mm -hmm. or shouldn't just always be sad just because that's not how human emotions work. And so I think that's what we're trying to build is we're trying to change the way people think about music. Oh, all right. Solid. So you have this song that you just released, King Suffering, part two. And then you also have this album, King Suffering. Is King Suffering part two almost like a bridge, a continuation of that album, continuing that story or just that tale that you're trying to tell? 100%. 100%. And so we're, what we're doing is Hourglass marks the start of a second album. Mm-hmm. Um, 
partly because we thought it would be cool, partly because we're insanely broke, we decided to release the whole album as singles. Okay. Uh, and so where, where King Suffering, the album, the first album left off was we kind of introduced you to this, this character. We introduced you to um, sort of this idea of this guy's calling the shots and then there's a revolution against them. And so you hear after the King Suffering song, it's this a lot of questions that I ask myself in the lyrics. And then um, there's a fight that happens. And then at the end, it sounds like hope is captured. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the song Hourglass, it's out of nowhere. It's we're trapped in some sort of torture chamber prison thing. And um, it's like, what is going on? Like, even we're confused in the lyrics. We're like, well, I don't know where we are. <laughs> I don't where know. Are we? Yeah. Um, and so it totally picks right up where we left off um, with the story. And um, pretty cool, actually. We're almost done. Me and a friend of mine, Jordan Higby, wrote a novel version of the first album, King Suffering the Novel. That's coming oh. out sometime in 2021, hopefully oh. early 2021. Been trying to put that thing out for like two years, and it didn't yeah. realize how hard books were to write. Apparently, there's like talent involved in doing that that I didn't realize <laughs> needed. So it took me a little bit, but um, but we're we're finally releasing that novel, and hopefully that'll help fill some of the gaps in in understanding the story from the first album, and also help you see where the second one picks off because it mm-hmm. leads you right into that for sure too. Wow, that's so cool! A book. I don't I think we've that. ever heard that before. <laughs> No, only one other time have we gotten they were going to write a children's book. Oh, yeah, a children's book. Yeah, Yeah. not children's book. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think this is a children's book. There's there's Mm -hmm. times I've questioned whether we went too far in this book. So (laughs) please, children, do not read it. Not (laughs) read it. All right. Yeah, Um, this dude writes nonstop. So you guys keep on mentioning this album. Uh, What can you tell us about it? The next one? Yes. Mm -hmm. LP2. Um, I can tell you that whatever you think it's going to be, it's not. <laughs> we, uh, we, we just got back from the studio mm-hmm. on a couple tracks yesterday or two days ago. Two days what day ago. Mm-hmm. Shout out to COVID for making it's me not know what. Day, day. Day. Um, <laughs> two days ago, we were in the studio mm-hmm. and um, the whole time we were talking with the producer, like this feels like a risk for us. We've never done a song like this. Um, and so whatever people are ex- where they're expecting us to go lyrically or sound wise, um, I just say it's not. Don't, don't expect it. <laughs> don't expect it. <laughs> I think like what he was saying, I think people might think it's weird that we're, we're not releasing a full like album that's mm-hmm. filled with all the songs. Um, but I think what's cool about it is even though there might be being released as singles, is I think it really describes the human emotion too, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about we're sending out all these individual singles that each have their individual stories. Mm-hmm. Yet it's all one story, and so I think that's what we're really trying to bring come across in and uh, how we're releasing and how we're writing too. And so yeah, solid, and it guarantees that all the singles get their own little spotlight, and everybody gets yeah. to look into yeah. them. Exactly, yeah, yeah. man. And solid. Spotify also promote it. So, mm-hmm. and then if, cause yeah. when you release it as the album again, it pushes it all out. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. smart. smart. <laughs> uh, so where do you guys see the band in the next five years? We asked this question the other day. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> um, go ahead, Daniel. Let me answer. 
Yeah, go ahead. Answer is not as satisfying as your answer. You can answer first. You can answer first. I can't. Okay, I'll I'll do the less satisfying answer, and then he'll probably say something that'll make you feel better. Yeah. Whenever I'm asked this question, I I say that I don't know and I don't want to, mm-hmm. um, which is really not what anyone wants me to say. I'm sure, but that's what my response is. I really, um, my life has taken enough of a winding road, enough turns that I I've stopped predicting it. Um, the first solo song I ever released under my own project was basically about how I have no control over everything. So I'm going to stop trying to have it. And uh, so anytime the future comes up, um, my response is always just, I'll, I'll be where I'll be and I'll be content where I am. Um, you know, wherever, wherever I end up is, is where I'll be. I'll just be rolling with the punches. So, and I, I view crown and change the same way. If we never grow from where we're at, um, I'm content because we have people who listen to our music and who derive meaning and purpose from it. And that's great. Um, if we, as long as we have one person who's listening and is getting some positivity, some peace, encouragement, community, hope from what we're doing, then I'm satisfied. And so, um, but again, that's not the answer anyone wants. They always want to be like, <laughs> we want to be playing Madison square. We want it. Like, I just don't know. So I'm not going to pretend to, I guess. <laughs> we actually yeah. haven't gotten, we want to play Madison square garden in like a hot minute. It's been a couple yeah. months since that's someone told us that's how they time. see themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We want to play Madison square garden. <laughs> Thank you. you there win. we go. That's the answer <laughs> you know, we want to hear. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I think like what Daniel was saying was, um, we don't know where we'll be in five years. Um, obviously who, who doesn't want to be a rock star and touring and being, um, being able to do that for a living um, but i think we each have our we we all have such a strong friendship um that that's never going to change and i think that's what i'm i'm most content about um and we each have our own individual lives um as well but i think like what Daniel was also saying was about how this this has been an incredible encouragement to so many people. It's been an overwhelming amount of DMs and messages that we've received from people all over the, literally all over the world. I mean, we have people in, let's see, where's the far, where's the farthest away? Um, we have a super fan in Germany. If you're listening, Peron, yeah. shout out to you. We have a super yeah. fan in Germany. Um, yep. Our intern Kim, who who booked this for us, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's in um, the Netherlands, um, Australia, France. I mean, I think the U.S. is almost where we get the least streams. Wow. <laughs> if looking at our top cities yeah. or even top countries, it's like third on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I think it's. Uh, I think that's where where we're at. Is that we just want to see. We just want to give people hope. And mm-hmm. we want to be real with people. We're not trying to put on, we're not trying to, uh, what, what's that phrase of people? Save face or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not hip, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's, uh, so I think that's not what we're trying to do. We're just trying to be real. Yeah, so. I respect Solid. that. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for the last couple of questions, we are going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. Ooh, so nice. if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Tyler, I loved your reaction. Wow. <laughs> that was a switch. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess so mine would probably be a uh probably a giant glass of sweet tea. Solid. A a nice IPA. 
beer. I don't know if I'm going to promote beer on here. You're cool. You're You're fine. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, probably just a giant plate of as much meat as possible. (laughs) Just any meat? Any any and every meat. So you're just out here saying fuck the vegans. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. Middle much. fingers up to the sky for the vegans. Fuck <laughs> the vegans. All right. I want shirts made. Um, I do also have to have some sort of chocolate. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Such a light note. It's like, oh yeah. Aside from that, a little bit of chocolate would be yeah, nice. Like a dark chocolate lava cake or something. Oh my god, yeah. Oh. All right. Man. Okay. That's my... Oh, I mean, it's my turn to answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm stressed over this question. I would, for sure, have. A uh, just a super refreshing ice cold glass of chocolate milk. Oh yeah. Um, and I would have a cake in the shape of Ryan Reynolds' face. Wow. And is I that... will not settle for more or less. Okay. What what flavor is that cake? Um, it's 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 chocolate with chocolate chips in it. Ooh. Okay. And the frosting, even though it's like Ryan Reynolds colored and yeah. like, like the the frosting design, it's gonna be strawberry strawberry right. so he's gonna be pink well no he's gonna look like ryan reynolds but he'll taste like strawberry chocolate they'll they'll die it oh yeah. okay okay i get it i get <laughs> right, it now get i'm it. getting like really hungry and i'm not entirely sure why i think it's that <laughs> ryan reynolds <laughs> cake i think i'm pretty sure it's ryan reynolds <laughs> yeah i think that yeah. might be it wow that's an interesting one right? yeah uh, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week where would you live not my own <laughs> <laughs> um i would i would love to go into the world of J.R.R. tolkien lord of the rings world Ooh, mm-hmm. Gosh. so would you be like a hobbit or like a, a ghoul or a goblin elf elves are just elf. so cool i think it's yeah. the opposite of what i am i think if i'm realistic be i'd be like a dwarf <laughs> like just an angry like ah, ah i would yeah. love elves are so like like the way he just keeps pulling arrows out exactly and, like, yeah. and nails orcs in the face it's just so cool it's it's pretty cool, yeah. For sure, I was definitely going to say uh, Lord of the Rings because that's amazing, um, or or Harry Potter. Oh. I know Christ stereotypical, but that was my number two. Also, awesome. mm-hmm. I love I love both those worlds. They're incredible. That's yeah. who I grew up on. That right. or living uh, in the same world as Princess Bride. Oh my God, we've the- never gotten Princess Bride. <laughs> I love the movie so much. God. Wait, wait. So you both said like. Your second option was Harry Potter. What house are you guys in? Gryffindor. I'm Gryffindor. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god, you're both Gryffindor? Bro, where's my Hufflepuff? Do you have a Hufflepuff in the band? I think Jacob's probably Jacob a Hufflepuff. Jacob probably be a Hufflepuff. Okay. I think I... My, my fiance is also a Hufflepuff. So oh. <laughs> All right. Cool. Um, so I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person we've spoken to has said the most important question. What is your favorite color? blue specific shade uh like a, a a little darker than sky blue i'm trying uh almost like a recycling bin oh yeah yeah, yeah. i get it i get it recycling bin blue recycling bin blue that's the easy first thing i saw i literally looked at <laughs> my kitchen i'm like oh okay that's that color recycling <laughs> that, bin. that works all right that works <laughs> like the blackest shade of black there is Okay. Black is shade okay, black. Cool. Right. Void. All right. Yeah. Void. Yeah. All right. Edgy. Uh, so as I said, that is all the questions we have for you today. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, go listen to our music. 
Um, yeah. Listen to King Suffering Part Two. Just drop. Listen to Hourglass. Um, if our name's on it, listen to it. Basically. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or anywhere on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music. Uh, I don't know what else there is out there, but we're probably on it. Um, yeah. And yeah, very excited. And stay tuned with us. Oh, so also follow us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, that's where we keep everyone updated on a lot of stuff. All our socials are just crown and chains with no spaces. All right. Yep. Solid. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for sitting out with us, guys. This has been uh, Crowned in Chains and uh, We're the Good Noise Podcast.